Welcome to the Giants Huddle. Get him in the huddle. Get him in the huddle. Get him in the huddle. A New York Giants podcast. My name is John Schmelk, and welcome to another episode of the Giants Huddle podcast. On today's show, we take a look back at the NFC Championship game following the 2000 season when the Giants blew out the Minnesota Vikings. But first, if you're listening to this on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, we appreciate it. But go to your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, make us part of your feed, and leave a positive review if you're so inclined. On this episode, we're going to hear from four different guests. We have quarterback Kerry Collins, head coach Jim Fossil, tight end Howard Cross, and defensive tackle Keith Hamilton. Let's start with the quarterback in that game, Kerry Collins. We had the sense that no one felt like we had a chance in, the, in, in that game. And, uh, but you could, you could sense it when you got to the stadium that day. That, I mean, it was the electricity in that stadium uh, was just amazing. And uh, again, we started off right off the bat, taking the ball right down and scoring. Second and eight at the 46. Toomer has one-on-one coverage far side. Camilla in motion to the left. Collins back, steps up over the middle, and he's got a man, it's to Hilliard, to the five, touchdown! 46 yards down the left side! I want to be like Ike, he's got six! Getting the ball back, scoring again. Two receivers to the left, Hilliard to the wide man. Now he jogs in motion to the right. Collins takes the snap, fakes the handoff, looking, throwing down the right side, and he's got Camilla, touchdown! Greg Camilla at a halfback waggle, and the Giants in two minutes and 13 seconds lead it 13-0. It was the most exciting moments I've, I've ever had on a football field during that game. I'm getting chill bumps thinking about it as we speak. Um, just seeing the crowd waving the flags, you know, the painted mud as, as Wellington described it, you know, and um, the crowd just, you know, just absolutely going nuts. Um, it, 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 it may be the, the most exciting moment. After we scored that second touchdown, I hit Carmella in the end zone. Um, it, was, it was as an electric field as I've ever had on a football field. It was very special to me. Um, you know, even I think I threw a couple interceptions, you know, but it was like those were like inconsequential. You know, it's like they didn't matter. Um, and it's just one of those games. Um, everything went right. You know, I'm talking Ike, drawing stuff up in the huddle. Hey, do this, you know, know, and I never really did a whole lot of that, but it was just kind of one of those games where everything just went our way from from the beginning, you know, to the end. And it was just that sense of not being able to be stopped. We just, we could not be stopped offensively. And that that was going to be done by throwing the ball. We knew that going in, uh, you know, to really beat them, you know, they were more susceptible in their pass defense. So we knew we were going to throw the ball a lot. I don't think anybody envisioned, you know, we were going to have that kind of game or I was going to have that kind of game. But, um, you know, what a game to have it in. Um, You know, the NFC Championship game, and, of course, the defense does what it does and shuts them out uh, with Randy Moss and Culpepper, Chris Carter. I mean, it was just one of the – it was like the perfect day. Um, And, you know, they, they don't come around a whole lot in the NFL. It was the most dominant game I was ever involved in, and it just made it that much more special by being in the NFC Championship game. There's moments as I look back on my career, and you know that day is at the top without question. 
Last shot out, the NFC Championship game, 1987. The Giants running to the middle of the field. The final score, the Giants 41, the Vikings nothing. Super Bowl, here we come. Obviously, Wellington was, was pretty much a man of few words. You know, he didn't speak to the team a lot. We, didn't, we never heard, heard him speak a whole lot. His presence was there all the time. But, you know, he was, he was an observer. And, you know, the pride that I felt seeing him up there, that trophy, talking to the fans, man, that's just what football is all about. I mean, it's just the essence of, of what the NFL is about. Here you have the most storied franchise, um, you know, most historic franchise, you know, with, with such a, a paternal figure, you know, not only with the New York Giants, but the NFL. I mean, he's one of the patriarchs of, of, the, of the game. And to know that he could stand up there and give that kind of speech, and I had something to do with it, was, was really a matter of, of personal pride for me. What a special man and, and a special family. Um, and I, I feel extremely honored that I had the opportunity to play for him. Next up, Bob Papa talks to a member of the defense, defensive tackle, Keith Hamilton. So you break in with the Giants mm-hmm. and Lawrence Taylor and Phil Simms and all, Pepper and all those banks, all those great Giants are there. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's Keith Hamilton, Jesse Armstead, Michael Strahan, mm-hmm. Tiki Barbers. Now it's your time. Mm-hmm. You got the NFC Championship game in your building against this crazy offense of the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. What was the week like leading up to that game and there, Randy Moss, Culpepper, you know, uh, Robert Smith, mm-hmm. um, Chris Carter, offense coming in. What are you guys thinking during the week? What's the talk during the week? Again, we would all get together and we would, uh, you know, just sit down. We would mess with each other during the week. Don't let him kick your behind out there. Da, 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 da. We would go back and forth. But we would see them on film when we watched them. We never thought they were as tough. And they knew, I knew, we knew that they had to come in here and play us. And it was going to be cold. And they weren't playing in the dome. So we felt like we, if we got them out there on that field in that, in that cold weather, we had them. Now, it turned out it wasn't too cold. Actually, it wasn't too bad. And everyone thought that, oh, this kind of plays it. The weather's not near. It's not snowing or anything like that. Right. Sean Payton likes to say when they saw that there was good weather that the Giants were going to pass it on. Did you guys as a defense know what the offense was planning to do? Because everyone thought, look, the Giants got to play great defense. Right. They got to run the crap out of the ball mm-hmm. and control the clock. When, in fact, your offense said we're going to outpass the best passing offense in the NFL. Yeah, they, they got after them that day. Um, you know, the, the, the running game was going. The, the passing game was going. They, they weren't able to do anything with them. How loud was it in that building in that first quarter? I mean, Hilliard scores, mm-hmm. Camella scores, and you guys are just throttling them. Did they look like they wanted to quit? Yeah, a, c- a couple of looks I got that, that everybody was ready to go home. Like midway through the – like I'd probably say at the end of the first quarter, maybe the middle of the second, they were starting to – you know, because you can always tell when a player is ready to – you know, because he started looking around, started looking at the other guy. Like, I don't want to be here. So, it, it was a good feeling. Good feeling. So, it's 41 nothing, mm-hmm. And now you know you're going to the Super Bowl. Right. The game's not over yet. Right. But it's over. I mean, right. that game was over at the end of the first quarter. You right. just had to play the rest of it. Right. Um, when did your mind start wandering to I'm going to the Super Bowl? 
probably about, we got up about 24 nothing was like really the comfort zone. Second and five at the eight. Offset eye left. Camelli in motion to the right. Make the handoff to Dane. Collins under pressure. Avoids the sack. Rolls to his left. Throws corner in the end zone. Touchdown, Jervis! Oh, what a play by Collins. He avoided Fernando Smith. And then he ran Jervis to the back flag of the Giants. Because I felt like if we got the, got 24 points, we knew we could control them defensively. So I, that's when I kind of started thinking we're heading to the, to the big show. Tell me about Kerry Collins. Um, obviously that day he had one of the most prolific games in Giants history, but that whole season mm-hmm. is when Car- Kerry Collins' career had a rebirth. What was he like as a teammate? He, he was a phenomenal leader. Um, and he was quiet, and I thought he was tough. You know, um, really didn't, it wasn't a big, from what I remember, a, uh, a real loud guy, a vocal leader, but he just went about his work um, and, and uh, got the job done. Do you remember what you were thinking, what it was like for you on that field after the game, mm-hmm. Mr. Mara, the NFC Championship trophy, mm-hmm. um, and to realize that you know, you were a part of now a great moment in Giants history. And you know what? It's the, great, it's the greatest performance ever by the Giants in that building. Mm-hmm. The, the, in the history of that building, 76 until it closed, there's no greater game played by the Giants from top to bottom than that one. Mm-hmm. What was it like on the field, you know, as you get the hats and all that other stuff? I just felt like they had invested a lot in us. You know, the, the core group of guys that they kept together, they believed in us. And... Uh, it was just good to see him up there holding that trophy because I what well, NFC trophy. It was just good to see him uh, up there holding it. Now let's jump back to the offensive side of the ball. Bob Papa with tight end Howard Cross. The greatest game in the history of Giants Stadium, most likely, <laughs> is that game against the Minnesota Vikings. Tell me a little bit about you guys were underdogs. Yeah, yeah. They were a high-powered offense. Yeah. Um, tell me about or- tell me about that week leading up to that game. Uh, you know, everybody, all the pundits were, were already had already given the game to Minnesota and how how well they were going to play in the uh, in the Super Bowl and who their opponents were. They they were already picking it, you know, out. And it was funny because as we're sitting there and we're looking at it, you know, you have to go through the film. Coach Sean Payton is a you know with the Saints and funny guy, and he he, he always had tried to come up with, with terms and. And funny moments, and trying to keep us focused on things. And he had to had an analogy for everything. He had no analogy for this game. He puts on the tape. He starts to watch the tape, and their defense is god awful. <laughs> I mean, it's the worst defense. Like guys are not even looking. It's just that they're so far ahead that teams are like they, they just they they lost all technique. They don't have anything. They're rushing the passer. They're you know the guys are throwing the ball for their life, and they have nothing. And, he's, and he shows us like eight or nine clips of just guys, they're not even in the right coverage. They're trying to run a cover two, and the safety is stuck in the middle of the field, and there's nobody behind the cornerback. And he goes like, we're going to beat these guys by 100 points. He goes, I've never seen anything like this. He goes, if you see something different, let me know. And he just <laughs> let, the fa- he let the film run. And we're watching like, well, where, why is he over? Where's, where's, why is Okay. And it's like, they were giving away that they were blitzing. You could see where they were coming from. And it was nothing special. It was just that they were so far ahead that teams couldn't, they, could, they, they were desperate. And it was inexcusable for a quarterback to not 
if you were worth your salt and you were watching tape on them and you saw that going on, there's just no way that you couldn't defend yourself against them and just go after them. And he said, we'll score 100 points against them. We're going to score almost every time we touch the ball. So get ready. You're going to be tired. We're going to run it up on them. Collins short drop. Collins looks, lobs it back corner of the end zone for Toomer. He's got a touchdown. He just outworked the defensive back, Robert Tate. And that was his pregame Wednesday. Let's get ready to go to practice speech. And we went out there and we did exactly what he said. They were, I mean, as great as Moss and Carter were, you know, as great as that, 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 that offense was, that defense was that bad. And, I mean, when I say they were that bad, they were horrible. And I feel bad for those guys. I mean, if they ever watched this, too bad. You guys suck. <laughs> it, was, it was bad, and we exposed them. It just was, it was points after points after points. But everyone going into the game, all the experts said, uh, oh, the Giants are going to need – because you had, the, you had mm-hmm. the grass field yeah. at the time in Giants Stadium. We had the, pl- the trays. We had the, the trays of grass. Right, so you had to walk awesome. up the little ramp to the trays. And everybody's like, you know, the Giants need the weather to be bad. They need giant weather. Mm-hmm. Turned out it was like a nice day. Yeah, every- but the field was frozen solid as rock. Right, but everyone was <laughs> like, ooh, there's no wind, there's no snow. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this favors the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You the, the, guys didn't feel that way. It was. I'm telling you, their defense was that bad. <laughs> I wish I could. The defense was bad. The field on, on, their, on the far side, because, you know, the Giants stadium back then, they, the visiting team sat in the shade. So the field on the shade side was still frozen. Weather was nice, but you could <laughs> skate to the sideline. You could really run. I would have been a fast outrun if I got to the sideline. I couldn't stop, but I would have been great. And they just they couldn't get over. They were changing their cleats. They were complaining. If you need an excuse when you play and you had one that day, you know, the ground's frozen. I can't believe they're doing this. And we just kept playing. And no matter what was going on, you could, you could complain about it. You can, you can say whatever you wanted to say. Their defense was that bad, and the moment that we scored the first touchdown, and they and they got stopped, and then we scored another touchdown. It it could have literally been a hundred to nothing if we had, if we had tried. The Giants did win forty-one to nothing. We close out the show with the man who coached the Giants in that game, Jim Fossil. Because of their explosive offense, we got to outscore them. You know that's never registered with me, and I've always been an offensive coordinator. I always want to score as many points as we can. But how are we going to win this game? Uh, the weakest part of their defense was the secondary. And we felt like we could block them up up front. Thought they were pretty good against the run. And so I just fed into what the media was creating, is that we got to just kill the clock and keep their offense off the field. You know, to a common fan, that's what you do. As a coach, no, 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 no. no. There's a little deeper thinking going on. And uh, <clears throat> I, think, I think they bought into that fact, that we, we were going to run the ball on them. That's what they were working on all week. And then we just attacked that secondary. And Lot Lang gave Carey all kinds of help. And then, you know, everything was turning up roses for us. I mean, uh, when we uh, kicked that ball off one time and it spun, we got it right back. You know, the guy, the guy was stupid. He didn't go get the ball. <clears throat> Once we got hot, I think those guys, the air went out of them a little bit. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, they made some mistakes in that game. I mean, it wasn't all of us just beating the tar out of them. Um, but we just got on the roll like that, and then they, they just they don't know how to stop us. And uh, highly unusual in a championship game like that. But Kerry was hot. I mean, he was hot. And that was probably the catalyst behind the whole thing. But the offensive line did a good job. The guys ran routes good, had a good game plan. All that stuff just kind of perfect storm. I, I think without a doubt, 
in a big game, in a big game, that was by far the best. By far the best. Collins in a shotgun set. Play clock down to six. Collins awaits the snap. Let's see if he does the quarterback draw. The middle is open. Collins steps up, looks, throws to the end zone. Touchdown! Hilliard! I kill you. Gets his second of the game, and the Giants add six more. And he lays the ball over the goalpost. Funny thing was, it was 34 nothing at halftime. We're going off the field, and I, I looked up at the crowd, and it was packed. I mean, it was packed. I don't know if you could fit one more person in that stadium. But as we're walking off the field, the, the fans were going nuts. And my first thought was, well, this will be about half empty the second half. I looked up there with a couple minutes to go in a game, and it was packed. Nobody leaving. Nobody left, which is highly unusual. But John Fox came up to me as we're going off the field at halftime. And, uh, or I went up to him, and I said, Foxy, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come back and start the starters. Okay, it's 34 nothing, and we're going to the Super Bowl. I don't want to get anybody hurt, but I want to reestablish dominance on them, reestablish it, and then we'll put our second string in for the rest of the game. And he goes, Jim, he said, these guys are explosive on offense. I mean, they really, they can touchdown, touchdown, touchdown like that. I said, John, it's 34 nothing. I said, if they score 35 points in the second half, you're fired. I said, I'm just kidding, okay? But I want to reestablish. If you got some guys you want to leave in there for a little bit, let me know after we come out. And I, and I took some time at halftime. I told him, we don't need to make changes, guys. I want a little bit more time to talk to the team. And I explained to him. I said, guys, I am going to pull. We're going to go back out with our starters and play the game just like we've been playing. I want to reestablish the dominance. I explained it to him. And I said, then we're going to let everybody else play. But I've said this before. If you've got a uniform on and you've got a New York Giant emblem on your helmet, you probably think you could start and help us win. Well, if you do, if you're a backup, you get your chance. Go, you got to play good the second half. And then... We let the air out of the ball, and our defense stopped him. And that's our look back at the NFC Championship game following the 2000 season. The Giants blew out the Minnesota Vikings 41 to nothing. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Giants Huddle Podcast. Remember, if you're listening to this on Giants.com or the Giants mobile app, it's easier for you, better for us. Go to your favorite podcast platform, find the Giants Huddle Podcast, subscribe, add us to your favorites, and if you're so inclined, leave a positive review or a high rating. We thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Adios.